Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, made possible by Rotary District 7210 and Beach Grove Technologies Natural Supplements. Every week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. And today our special guests are Sue and Tom Monk Hall. And that's quite a name. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Sue and Tom, you are uh, here representing teachers... With what? Across, borders? across borders. borders. Teachers, Teachers across, across borders. borders. Right. Tell us a little bit about what that is. All right. Well, should I start? Please. Teachers Across Borders is a nonprofit, totally volunteer organization that trains teachers in Southeast Asia, primarily in uh, Cambodia. And you have a teaching background yourself, right? So you know what teaching is all about? Yes. Tell uh, us about it. Well, I'm a former um, elementary school teacher and reading specialist with 34 years experience in the public schools of New York. Now, don't believe that, folks, because this lady looks very young to be te- teaching 34 uh, years. We were surprised that you were both retired, actually, Yeah, and Tom, we met you. Tom, you're also a, a retired teacher. I'm a retired high school social studies teacher from Spring Valley High School in Rockland. Social studies. You know, last yes. week, Sarah O'Connell was uh, referring to the Civil War as the War of Northern Aggression. Do you have a comment on that, sir? Well, that's an example of multiple perspectives. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's very diplomatic. That, very diplomatic. <laughs> very diplomatic. And what got you folks interested in uh, training teachers outside the United States in South, Southeast Asia with uh, teachers across borders? A, a professional organization that I belong to, the World History Association, is uh, is the connection the the person who's one of the people who started the World History Association Heidi Roop from Colorado also started Teachers Across Borders she knew that I was retired and that we traveled a fair amount so she called us up and recruited us you had shared with us earlier before we came on Mike that you both like to travel and you have traveled extensively what made you focus on Cambodia what what drew you in to that situation in particular? I think just the fact that we like Southeast Asia, we'd been there before, and the fact that this sounded like something we would really like to do sounded very worthwhile because we're training teachers. There's a terrible need for uh, teacher training in uh, Southeast Asia, especially Cambodia. And maybe, Tom, you could tell about why that is. That's important. Well, also in response to your question, Sarah, Cambodia was and at this point is the only place where teachers across borders functions. They, they plan to to expand into India and other areas. So if Laos. we wanted to be involved in the program, then then we had to go to Cambodia. I see. So, and how long has it, has um, it existed, Teachers Across Borders? About six years now. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. young. It's right. very and young. And this is the first initiative, mm-hmm. so I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Are, do, how do you, um, how many people, volunteers, are? is everybody a retired school teacher? Mm-hmm. To give me the profile no, on the members. Um, most of the teachers are not retired. Uh, most of the teachers are currently teaching, and they're from all different levels of teaching. Uh, it's not just high school or middle school. We have elementary school teachers. We have principals involved. Um, the American people usually go to Cambodia in our summertime because that's when they have vacation. Tom and I, since we're basically retired, although he still is working at SUNY New Paltz, um, we tend to go, we like to go in the winter because it's cooler then. And so we work primarily with Australians. Australians, people from our country. Australians, why is that? 
because that's when they have their vacation. Oh, yeah, so they're, okay. they're, they're on the other side their of the world. Summer is their gotcha. winter. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So we have we work with people from Australia and New Zealand and Britain. Also, we had people. So it's it's growing. So, it's really and growing. how do you connect with these people? How do you contact? How how are you in conversation with them? Is it the te- technology that has changed all our lives? It's uh, we communicate by internet, by email, huh? By email, That's great. Yes, yeah. around the world. Yeah, it is. Now, uh, Tom and Sue Moncall, uh, representing teachers across borders, uh, you, you'd say you're training teachers in Cambodia. Are these people with university educations, or um, how, how do they choose teachers over there? I mean, here in the United States, you both have college educations, probably master's degrees, and then take civil service exams, things of that nature. How do we, uh-huh. they choose teachers in Cambodia, and what training do you give them when you uh, get that's, there? Uh, that's a great question. I'll deal with the first part in terms of the need. That 30 years ago, from 1975 to 1979, Cambodia was controlled by a, uh, a dictatorship called the Khmer Rouge. Uh, these folks were, uh, were actively involved in genocide on their own people. Mm-hmm. As a consequence, they wiped out, they killed, they worked to death or killed or executed all intellectuals, anybody who could read. Anybody who wore glasses and therefore uh, was literate was was killed. The entire teaching staff from the elementary school right through university. It, it was sounds wiped like out. the uh, Cultural Revolution in China, which happened around the same time as you probably remember, Tom, yes. where intellectuals were purged and sent off yes. to the there, uh, in the country. There was a tremendous influence of uh, the Cultural Revolution on the Khmer Rouge, and mm-hmm. the, uh, Mao was a great role model. So there was a lost Pop. generation of of people who could yes. be educated. Uh, and then pass that education on down. Yes. So what happened then? What I think is really interesting, being a world historian, is that uh, the Khmer Rouge were forced out in 1979 by a Vietnamese invasion. So the uh, the bureaucrats from Phnom Penh involved in education refer to this year as year 30. This is 2009. So it's year 30 since the Khmer Rouge regime has been pushed out. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll turn it back over to Sue in terms yeah. of the need now. Well, so now they do have teacher training colleges, and this is where we work actually now, and they do have programs that are going on, but they don't really know how to train teachers. Um, most of their training involves a lot of rote memorization. Reminds me of what we used to do maybe in colonial a times. A real throwback. Right. Exactly. So when we go in, we train them how to think critically, how to get their students to think critically, how to think thematically and conceptually, and we teach different teaching techniques that they just are not privy to. They have very large classes over there. Their classes average between 50 and 70 students. And and the average American classroom is about half, of Uh, about 25, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I have a question about these teaching techniques. Mm -hmm. As a parent of my last one, now 21, but hearing words or uh, things like experiential learning, cognitive learning, I I don't know what that means exactly, Mm -hmm. but do you find, uh, my understanding was that we're we're not all wired the same way and people learn differently and so there are different ways for people to or like me I never learn <laughs> well that that I'm not even going to touch that go there <laughs> that would be an understatement ladies and gentlemen haha ha. um, do you find that in in your um, instruction in Cambodia as well to, in that culture well just one more point about the need and that uh, no. 
every teacher with whom we've worked for the past two years is a high school graduate. That's, right. that's the level of their education, and they're, they're now teaching in high school. Mm-hmm. So they really have had no professional preparation. In terms of um, different learning styles, which is what you were referring to, that's part of our program, that, that we're teaching the teachers how to address uh, various learning styles in the same classroom. Fascinating. And how many people are on board? How many, uh, how how many, many pe- volunteer volunteers teachers do you have? How many teachers are going? Oh, do we have in our idea? program in uh, the winter, um, how many do we have? We about, had about 25. 25, I think. About we had about 25 workshops. Uh-huh. Yeah. And our class itself is about, last year we had 23 teachers whom we were training. And, and do, you, do you concentrate in one area or do you spread out all over the country of Cambodia? Mm, no, we teach in a, a place called Batambang, which is the second largest city, second to Phnom Penh in Cambodia. We teach at a teacher training college. We have our own room. It's a lovely room. It was formerly used as a prison for the Khmer Rouge, mm. but uh, but it's very lovely now. I hope it was feng shui yeah. Yes, it yes. definitely is oh feng shui yeah. You may and want to explain what feng shui is, because I usually have it with fried rice. Well. Now explain what that is. All right. Well, I was using it in the context, and it might not be the completely literal. Here I am surrounded by educators um, definition, but I was using it as all the bad karma is out and That's new, right. good, yeah. positive yeah, karma just, comes in. What does to do with arranging furniture? Um, it well, does. It, it does can be. Yes, it can be applicable to that. <laughs> However, here I think we're talking more spiritually. Well, all right. <laughs> But speaking of arranging furniture, one of the we taught them last year um, fifty different techniques, teacher teaching techniques, and 15 one of fifteen or fifty. Oh my! Five, oh. Wow. And yeah, and and this was in a two week period, and um, the uh, one of their one of their teaching uh, problems was that they have like fifty to seventy students, and they said, "How can you do these kinds of things with this many students?" So we showed them how they could lead large group discussions, how they could work in groups with that many students in a small uh, room. You know, before we go to the commercial break, uh, I'm sure there are uh, retired teachers sitting listening to Hudson Valley Talk Radio at the breakfast table, or perhaps it's a snow day today when this gets broadcast, (laughs) and other teachers are listening. If they want to volunteer to be one of these teachers across borders, how do they contact you folks? They should contact Sue at 845-255-2979. That's our home phone. Or they could uh, contact us by email. It's our surname, M-O-U-N-K-H-A-L-L at AOL.com. And folks at home, get a pencil and paper. We'll repeat that in the second half of the show. Let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host is Sarah O'Connell, our very special guests, Tom and Sue Monkhall, talking about teachers across borders. And Sarah, who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Well, we were here. We are here, Jonah, because of the support of Rotary District 7210 and the Rotary Clubs of Arlington, Blooming Grove, Washingtonville, Carmel, Chestnut Ridge, Congers, Valley Cottage, Fishkill, Highland, Hyde Park, and Kingston. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at Rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in Motion. 
For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Radio Rotary is brought to you by Beach Grove Technologies, providing natural dietary supplements for a healthier life. Beach Grove Technologies herbal supplements are uniquely designed to prevent premature aging, eye problems, and more. For weight loss, Beach Grove Technology is now featuring its latest natural product, Wild Ginseng. So take charge of your life with Beach Grove Technologies' safe natural products. Visit bgtsupplements.com online or just call 800-861-4933. That's bgtsupplements.com or 1-800-861-4933. Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Come to New Year's Eve Millbrook for a family evening of great entertainment starting at 5 p.m. Enjoy a Wild West Jamboree, marionettes, animated films, and great entertainment. Lighted buttons are available now at several Millbrook locations and on New Year's Eve. And it's all free. It's New Year's Eve Millbrook, hosted by the Millbrook Rotary Club, with support from many local contributors, foundations, and organizations. For more information, call 845-264-7256. That's 845-264-7256. New Year's Eve, Millbrook. Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Sarah O'Connell, and I'm here with, 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 and Jonah, I just... I'm, my mic's not... Oh, here we are. I'm, I'm, I'm are you up? Are you on? I am on. How I'm are up. your cans? Are your phones I beg up? your pardon. Your cans. Those are headphones in Radio Land. <laughs> uh, no, they're not. That's not something else that she's thinking of. <laughs> yeah, And Jay Verzi's here. Jay Verzi's here, and our engineer, and he's... I don't Pushing think, all sorts of buttons. Well, I tried to separate you two last week because you were so <laughs> misbehaved. Yes, I know. But I don't we're think sorry. Jay likes our theme music. He keeps <laughs> pulling up all of these music beds in and out of here. Jay, you well, better watch it. We're going to we put have, you on mic. <laughs> we have two wonderful guests with us, Tom and Sue Moncall, teachers across borders, who are devoting themselves to educating the educators uh, in Cambodia. And... and um, Tom and Sue, welcome back to our yeah. second half of Radio Rotary. And we will, Thank you. we're back in our bodies now, right, Jay? Yeah. We, you know, one thing that the, the listening audience didn't have the opportunity, um, opportunity when we first met you, and this was off mic, I was taken with the passion that when you, we just introduced each other, because we've just met, you know, in the last five minutes, and I, I was really taken with that. You two, this is a calling. Oh. It's yeah. um, and it's obviously the center right now, or focal point of your lives, clearly. Mm. And how how um, how do you when you travel? How do you finance it? Are you a nonprofit organization? How is the how are, are teachers across borders financed? And where does your support come from financially? It's- it's totally volunteer. We really have to pay for everything. In fact, this year we're paying for our own class. Our own class is going to cost six hundred dollars uh, this year. And what year. does that entail? What does six hundred dollars buy? Six hundred dollars buys. All right, let me explain um, about that. The um, average teacher in Cambodia makes twenty eight dollars a month, which even in Cambodia is not enough to live on. Right. So they have to subsidize uh, their work with other 
forms of employment. And so we give them each a stipend of $22. It's not enough. We we're going to have to discuss about whether this should go up, I think, this year. Uh, including our interpreter, because we do have an interpreter. We were going to ask you if you oh, are right, fluent yeah. in the and language. Then we, we, give each, um, we give each student, each teacher, a notebook that has a pamphlet uh, that has in it um, a notebook, a uh Pens and pencils, uh, protractor, ruler. These are very basic items that we all take for granted. Right. So everybody in the class gets one of those. So it's literally an empty room is what I'm envisioning now. Right. Well, it's decorated. It's nicely decorated because they do use this in the college. But but there there are no materials. There are no materials. No, no materials. We bring our own materials. And um, we pay for all of our own materials. And they also, midway through the morning, have a snack that's provided because these people are very poor. They're very poor, and they need the food, so we give them a is, snack. Is this their sole means of livelihood as teachers, or is this like a part-time situation, or you do farming or something else? Tom? Uh, almost every teacher in Cambodia has a second full-time job because they can't afford their, to support their family on a teacher's salary. In some cases, they have a third part-time job. And is is the school system there a public school system or is it's public? It's it's it, it's so centralized and public. Is it universal education. Every kid gets to go. Well, it's it's uh, the availability is there, but uh, you have so many people living in rural areas that uh, it's difficult to get to the schools and so forth. They really have basically nothing. We're starting now to ha- they're starting to have libraries. Uh, different schools and uh this last year we took a group of uh principals to um uh visit uh, the model school in Batimbang and I went with my friend who trains principals with her and these principals saw this school a li- they saw a library in this school and they were so excited they couldn't continue with us they had to go look at this library and all it was was a room with a few tables and a few books around and this was well, the model so schools and it was so exciting to them that they all ran to the window and just started taking notes and they just it was just very moving we had to stop what we were doing and just kind of yeah, go back it, with it, them it brings home once again that how much we have here in America that we oh, take for granted absolutely. don't realize how deprived people are uh, in certain areas of the world. Tom and Sue Monkhold of Teachers Across Borders, uh, we're talking about the great work you do in Cambodia and teaching other teachers. Now, you, you, you teach them techniques on how to get across things to the students. Do you also get into the uh, meat and potatoes of a particular subject? Like, do you talk about mathematics? Tom, as a history teacher, do you talk about history? Yes. We use the history of Cambodia and how that relates to world history as the database, as the content but we use the content as a vehicle to develop basic skills and also uh, sophisticated thinking skills. Now, you and you're retired, for our, for our listening audience that's just joined us, Tom, you're a retired world history teacher? I'm a retired high school Hi. world history teacher, and I work part-time at the, uh, as an adjunct at the State University of New York, where I train the up-and-coming generation of world history teachers. Terrific. That's In great. New Paltz. In New Paltz, State Paltz. University. In New Paltz, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Now, uh, let's repeat for people who are listening. We have joined us late. Uh, they want to volunteer to be part of Teachers Across Borders and, and support your great work. How do they get in touch with you? Well, if they want to read about the organization, they just Google Teachers Across Borders, and they'll, they get on the website, which is in uh, Detroit or Colorado. I'm not sure. If they would like to speak to us individually, they should call us at 845-255-2979. Email our surname, Monkhall, M-O-U-N-K-H-A-L-L, at AOL.com. And ask for Sue. And you know what, Jonah, you touched on that um, 
about the good works. This, what you, what these people are doing with teachers across borders, it's very simpatico with the Rotary mission Absolutely. globally and the theme of humanitarian. And service above self. If, if you wanted to, we know how to get in touch with Teachers Without Borders, and we will repeat that, um, ladies and gentlemen. If you wanted to become a Rotarian, where, where, how would you do that, John? Well, right after you Google Teachers Across Borders, you would go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org, O-R-G, click on the Club Locator button, and type in your own hometown, and you'll find out where the Rotary Club is meeting, and they'll be delighted to have you as their guests for either breakfast or lunch, and you can find out all about Rotary. In fact, we've been working on time to call up the well, New Paltz Rotary. We have. We're recruiting as we speak. <laughs> also, um, the uh, Rotary is an international organization, so anywhere in the world, uh, as a traveling person, you'll be interested to know, Sue and Tom, you may attend a Rotary meeting in as fact, a busy Rotarian. probably ro- Rotary clubs in Cambodia. And Tom and Sue Monk Hall of Teachers Across Borders, tell us about some of the aha moments. Tell about some of the great um, uh, successes and triumphs you had, and, and tell us how you know the work has become effective, how, how you're reaching across and getting on to that next generation of, of, of students. Okay. Um, I'd like Tom really to tell about, because I, I work with him with the uh, social studies material, the history material, but then I teach study skills and writing skills using the same material. But the thing that happened w- is something that happened when Tom was teaching about multiple perspectives. Would you tell about that with the older gentleman? Okay, so uh, we were teaching them how to uh, develop the thinking skill of multiple perspectives, which we spoke about before in reference to the Civil War slash the War of Northern Aggression. <laughs> And uh, so we asked them to, uh, did they, as Sue mentioned before, their focus is just rote memorization. That's the level of learning, which is fine. But then, in, in our opinion, you have to go way beyond that and start to use the data. So we wanted them to look at the probably, it was arguably the most important symbol, national symbol in Cambodia, and that's the temple at Angkor Wat and Siem Reap. So we asked them to uh, to write a, an yeah, essay. Uh, from three different perspectives, three different people looking at Angkor Wat. One would be a Hindu, as was originally a Hindu temple. One would be a Muslim, and one would be a, a hydraulic engineer. And Sue, he wants to pick it up from there? Okay, and th- there was one older gentleman. We had just started the program, and he really was sitting there, and he hadn't, you know, he's been through a lot in his life. He'd gone through the Khmer Rouge and so on. Somehow he, he escaped alive. And he wasn't really participating. He was just sort of sitting. And Tom read his question, and Tom looked at, at the interpreter and he said, would you please tell Mr. So-and-so that this is the best essay question I have just about ever read. And he said, and that's more than three decades of teaching experience, right, Tom? Yeah. And he said, I, may I have his permission to take this back to my students at SUNY New Paltz and to show them this? And this man just beamed. He just, I mean, he just transformed into somebody totally oh boy. different. Now you know why you do it. And absolutely. And Tom just looked at me and put his hand, his finger up, you know, this is what we're doing this for. And uh, he read it. And from that time on, this man so actively participated in everything. He was like a totally different That's person. That's terrific. Oh my. It was, it Transformed was, in epiphany. His, I'll tell you what his question was real quick. Mm-hmm. He said, how would a Hindu, uh, an artist, and an archaeologist view Angkor Wat? Now, mm-hmm. is that not thinking multiple perspectives? That's exactly. out there. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. Tom, what can you add to that? 
Well, this past year, last January, when we walked in, we had 25 teachers, and uh, for the first, we're there for two weeks, for the first six or seven days, almost every question was at the memorization level, such as, Tom, who was the 11th president of the United States? And I would say, I really don't know, but I can look it up. And, and, we, and we continually tried to emphasize that, uh, that they have to go way beyond the memorization level. So on the last day... We had about a half hour to go. I made the point that the steam engine and the steam ship had tremendous, one of the most important inventions of the last 200 years. And, and one of the young people in the back raised his hand and said, tell me why. <laughs> and once he said, tell me why, I knew that he was starting to think beyond the level of just memorization. That's he wanted terrific. to know the analysis. Yeah. He was thinking and about it And the cause and effect. Absolutely. That's terrific. And in the few moments we do have left, uh, once again, we may have some teachers listening, or retired or active, who may want to volunteer and help your wonderful work as Teachers Across Borders uh, helps the people in Cambodia. How do they reach you again, Tom and Sue Monk Hall? The uh, telephone, our home phone is 845-255-2979. The email is our surname, M-O-U-N-K-H-A-L-L at AOL.com. if they want to make donations, there's a way to do that. Is there a way to financially contribute to uh, teachers across borders? Yes, the way to do that, if you want to support our workshop, is to go on the website of Teachers Across Borders and then go down the left-hand side for the menu and look for contributions and just specify that it's for... Uh, so everything's on the website then? Yes, it but is. Specify for Sue and Tom Monkhall's workshop, workshop, and then it will go for our particular workshop. Terrific. Yeah. Terrific. Sue and Tom Monkhall of Teachers Across Borders, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. That was our pleasure. Our pleasure. And who brought us Radio Rotary this week, Miss O'Connell? Rotary District 7210 and the Rotary Clubs of Kingston Sunrise, LaGrange, Millbrook, Newburgh, New Paltz, Pleasant Valley, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, and Southern Ulster. To Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasa. Thank you for tuning in and inviting you to come back again next Friday at 9 for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. to New Year's Eve Millbrook for a family evening of great entertainment starting at 5 p.m. Enjoy a Wild West Jamboree, marionettes, animated films, and great entertainment. Lighted buttons are available now at several Millbrook locations and on New Year's Eve. And it's all free. It's New Year's Eve Millbrook, hosted by the Millbrook Rotary Club, with support from many local contributors, foundations, and organizations. For more information, call 845-264-7256. That's 845-264-7256. New Year's Eve, Millbrook. Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Radio Rotary is brought to you by Beech Grove Technologies, providing natural dietary supplements for a healthier life. Beech Grove Technologies herbal supplements are uniquely designed to prevent premature aging, eye problems, and more. For weight loss, Beech Grove Technology is now featuring its latest natural product, wild ginseng so take charge of your life with beach grove technologies safe natural products visit bgtsupplements.com online or just call 800-861-4933 that's bgtsupplements.com or 1-800-861-4933